0: Welcome to The Well Q&A Podcast. The Well is the student ministry of Key Life Fellowship, which exists to equip students for lifelong service of Jesus Christ. Each week through a QR code given to them at youth, students of The Well anonymously send in various questions they have regarding the lesson or even about various biblical topics. We pray that we may also be a blessing to your Christian walk as together we find all the answers that we need in the Word of God. One of the greatest blessings that I would say in life most definitely the Christian life, our relationships with people. Man, uh, you, you have so many opportunities to, to, and it's a cliche term, and I don't even like to use it a lot, but to do life with one another. Uh, I mean, you think about it. Our, our own church family, we're with each other several times a week. I mean, we are always together. We share meals together. This past weekend at Disciple Now, some of us shared a home together. We we shared every day, every waking moment of of each day together. And sometimes we just can't wait to be back with one another. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, it's been about two or three days. It's been ages. Well, that is such a great thing and, and such a wonderful blessing from God. But on the flip side relationships can be one of the hardest things to navigate for any person, especially a Christian. And so uh, you guys asked the question, what if we can't pe- keep peace with one another? What do we do? And, and if we can't, how, how do we approach the matter? Well, I'm going to tell you how, how an unsaved person would approach it. They wouldn't. They would just write that person off, they would go up on their better, their merry way and say, "You know what? I'm better off without him." That is not the Christian attitude. We, we care about people. In fact, the greatest two commands that Jesus says are to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so we care deeply about those that are around us. So what if we can't keep peace with people because it's so difficult? Romans twelve eighteen. A couple of verses just to get our minds working in the right direction. Romans twelve eighteen. The Apostle Paul says, if it's possible, this is dependent. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So here's what you just had right here. If it's even a possibility to be at peace, which implies this, that there are some cases where it's impossible to be at peace with someone. But if you can help it, if you should do everything in your own power to be at peace, with this says what? everyone. But does that mean that I need to sin or to, in today's culture and climate, right? I need to affirm even someone's lifestyle to be at peace with them. No, that's absolutely not what he's talking about that there. That would mean, okay, that doesn't depend on me. They've chosen to live a life that is completely contrary to God's word. And I cannot affirm or agree with that. And so there's going to be a lack of peace there. But let's assume this. You have done everything in your power to live at peace with this individual, whoever it may be, and you still cannot. Let's ask a little bit further, deeper diving questions. One of them is this a fellow Christian? Is this a professing believer in Christ? If it is, you need to, as soon as possible, go directly to them. You need to ask yourself this question as well as you're talking to them. Whatever's going on, am I the problem? Then you need to wonder and ask, are they the problem? Have they done something to you or have you done something to them? Or do you just have something in your mind that's causing you to not be at peace? They may have that as well. But a good, solid man-to-man or woman-to-woman conversation can actually find out what the problem is. Here's what you're probably going to learn. It's probably both of you. You've heard the old fra- old phrase that it takes two to tango. What's, what's likely has happened is you have done something to them and they have done something to you or they haven't done anything to you per se. And they've just got in their head that you're against them and this is going on. You need to go to them, especially if they are a Christian, because you guys both have the same goal of glorifying God. Restoring relationships, of being at peace as long as it depends on you. And so, if you don't go to them, if they're a Christian reading the Word of God, convicted by the Holy Spirit, you know what they're going to do? They're going to come to you. This is what we, we need to fight, figuratively speaking, fight each other to get to each other. This is if it's a fellow believer. Now, on the flip side, if it's an unbeliever that you can't seem to live at peace with and there's just something going on, there's always turmoil. Don't lose sleep over it. So what do you mean don't lose sleep over it? Listen, listen to what Jesus said. The, what Jesus says trumps everything. I, I hope I hope you believe that. I do. He says in M- Matthew 10, 34, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I've come to turn a man against his father. A daughter against her mother. A daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will become the members or will be the members of his own household. Whoa. This is what Jesus, in the very next verse, he says this phrase that we, we're constantly challenging each other with. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. This is, this is a heart check. If you're so concerned about trying to live at peace with people who don't agree with the Bible, and they are on a complete different spiritual path than you, you are going to waste a lot of time, energy, focus, and even usefulness in God's kingdom. That's right where the enemy wants you. Worrying about lost people who you can't do anything to live at peace with, because no matter what you do, they're always going to find something wrong with you, even if you've done nothing wrong. In fact, they will find things wrong with you just for taking a stand on biblical truth, for just simple as this, going to church. You guys go to church too much. You need to spend more time with us. You guys go to church too much. You you, you act like the church is this more important, blah, 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 blah. And they will always constantly be out at you, especially if you are a young believer a student with unbelieving parents. This is going to be the case. The hardest place, probably the most, the, the the place with the least amount of true peace will be your home. You may go into a place of turmoil because here's what you do. You bring Christ into a place where he is not welcome. He is not wanted and he is not loved. And so obviously, Jesus says this, Know this, if they hate you, remember they hated me first. This is a this is a promise. This is a, this is a truth to be embraced. And it'll help you. Maybe you feel some guilt and I can't be at peace with this person. If they're lost, there's no guarantee that you ever will be at peace with them until God saves them. And so your goal is to bring the gospel to them and pray for their salvation. Back to a fellow Christian that you're at odds with, can't have peace with. If this is such, and you get to the answer, you say, okay, they have wronged me. They said something to me. They did something to me. They did something against me, or they did something against Christ, which obviously will affect me. You need to go to them. Matthew 18, 15. Jesus talks about this. This is forgotten, I think, a lot of times. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, not in front of everyone, just between the two of you. And so the person who wrongs, and since you go and talk to them privately, if they listen to you, you've won them over. And that's usually how it goes over with a real Christian. Now, if that doesn't happen, if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. He's saying here, if they don't listen to you or to the other witnesses or even to the church, they're not a believer at all. So treat them as such. And so what we do, we go reach them with the gospel. And we're back in the same boat of I'm dealing with an unbeliever here. This is if it's their problem. Your mom, or your grandma taught you this. When you point a finger, there's usually what? Three pointing back at you. What's probably also happening is because we are sinners We always need to never point the finger first outwardly. We need to look inwardly. We don't even need to look inwardly. We need to ask God to search our heart just like David. See if there's any offensive way in me. But if it's you, you need to not hold a grudge. You probably are. If you're angry at someone, if there's a lack of peace and you can't figure it out and you're just wondering, man, this person, we just can't get along because what probably happens is they come to you and you get in the setting. And as soon as you see them, you just, ugh, something inside of you just turns and you have this, maybe they did do something to you and you haven't forgiven them and you're just angry at them. Or you think that maybe you heard a gossiping rumor and oh man, they're just going to be like that to me. And they, they, this and that, and you're working all this in your mind. You're really holding a grudge. Leviticus 19. You say, wait, Leviticus, that's the book that we try to skip. No, there's a lot of wisdom we can learn here. Leviticus 19.17, and God giving the law to to the Israelites, do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. In your heart, inside. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so that you will not share in their guilt. Okay, this talks about if they wrong you. Rebuke them. Call them out. Jesus in Matthew 18. Verse 18 says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Jesus reiterates that in Matthew's gospel, doesn't he? The second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. This sums up the law and the prophets. But to do this, you can't hold a grudge. You you, you can't Seek revenge, I'm going to get them back. Man, I know they said this to me, they did this to me, but i got to find some way to one-up them. Go back to Romans 12, we read verse 18. Verse 19 says, do not take revenge, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. Not our job. Why, why would we think that we have any merit to seek revenge or to even hold a grudge. Someone wronged us. We're not going to forgive someone. Oh, remember the words of Colossians 3.13, to forgive as you have been forgiven. How much of our sin, how much has our wrongdoing against God been completely washed away because of Christ? Whoa. This will remove a lack of peace that's brought on by your unforgiveness. And more often than not, That's where it stems from. Now, there are those unique cases where you just can't go to that person who you're not at peace with. They've done done something to you, and for whatever reasons, for safety reasons, for distance reasons, for legal reasons, whatever, you just can't go to them. And that's okay. Does that mean you can't, hey, I forgive you? No, you can forgive them in your heart. You may not be able to be totally at peace with them publicly, but doing this in your heart... Forgiving them truly will bring you at peace with God, because that conviction will rule you and will harm you. And until you forgive them, and so if you need to forgive someone, maybe, maybe it is that lack of forgiveness that's making you not be at peace. I hope this helped. I, I hope that we see maybe some ways to assist us in, in trying to figure out. I and mean, why am I all? always at odds with this individual or someone else. What do I do? As always, the Bible has all the answers that we need for life and godliness. Keep seeking the word. Keep learning the word. I love you guys. I can't wait to see you this weekend.